0: to people who are listening like you can also experience none of that like you can just oh, be yeah. totally chilled and it's all good exactly. uh, and that's normal <laughs> too if you don't cry no one's going to judge you going oh my god you did not release anything yeah. no 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> so i do say do not anticipate yes, <laughs> a yes. Detox. and it's like oh let's look for something you know yeah, yeah, yeah and then oh nothing's happening i'm just feeling really calm and really chill and i go so what's wrong with that yes exactly. and then you go, oh okay so i guess that's okay is it yeah so nothing needs to happen you're feeling really calm and really peaceful and really relaxed great mm. fantastic yeah
0: celebrate that <laughs> Hi, and welcome to another episode of Shifter Shiver. I'm your host, Shiver Vanetti. And on today's episode, we'll be speaking to Elaine Yang. So 2020 has been quite an interesting year, to say the least. And I think for quite a few of us, it's been A little bit of a stressful one as well. While we cram, you know, work commitments, family duties, socializing, and trying to take care of our mental health and needs, having a break is a little bit of something that's a bit hard to come by today. And, you know, before we used to just, you know, pick up our bag, pack our bags and just pick up a ticket and travel. And now... Travel is out of the question. So what can you do to relax? Well, today we have Elaine Yang, who is a certified Usui Reiki teacher for the Reiki Center in Singapore and as well as the founder of Reiki Glow. And Elaine also holds regular crystal sound baths as well as Reiki self-care evenings uh, to encourage Reiki practitioners to have a focus on Reiki self-care and introduce beginners as well to Reiki and sound healing. So we're going to be talking to Elaine about how you can maybe optimize your relaxation without the fact of going away, but how you can probably relax with a crystal sound bath instead and get some Reiki self-care and what are those and how it might benefit you. So thank you so much for tuning in today and I hope you enjoyed today's conversation. So thanks for coming on to the podcast and thank you very much for giving your time and expertise today. I think what I'd really like for people to understand is what is crystal sound healing or crystal singing bowls or what would you call it is it crystal sound bath crystal sound therapies crystal sound healing what is it what do you call it and what does it do and a little bit about your journey sorry about
1: how you found it sorry there's many questions in one okay no problem (laughs) so maybe just start with i'll start how i actually brought it into my practice Mm. about four years ago i was at a retreat so i was co-facilitating that particular retreat and i'm a reiki teacher first and foremost before i brought crystal singing bowls into my practice so that retreat was in australia and it was with a lady whom i do see as my mentor as well and her name is victoria webby she does sound healing and light language so using Mm -hmm. the vibration of sound and light language to facilitate healing and what she wanted to do in the retreat was to bring me in to introduce reiki ah in addition to what she was offering as part of a session Mm. and i was like oh that's cool you know let's do it and see how it goes and so in that session i had previously already experienced sound healing myself and i know the effects of it so it's extremely calming you definitely notice shifts after but i hadn't experienced it together with reiki so that session she was doing her light language and she was doing a crystal singing bow. and i moved around the room to give reiki to the participants and it was very obvious um how the shifts a lot deeper a lot quicker than how my usual hands-on sessions with reiki are without the sound mm. so i think that moment was when i realized how powerful sound really is and i decided to kind of bring it into my practice a little bit more at that time i did have one singing bowl and i was using it with my session sometimes but i think that was that moment when i realized oh wow i didn't see how powerful sound is if Mm. you can move the session in such a way why wouldn't i be bringing it more into my sessions and doing more with it. So I started bringing the crystal singing bowls in. So from one became three, and then I was like, I'm done with four. And then next thing I know, I've got nine. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how it all started. So really, I see it as, we talk about it as sound healing. Yeah. And then with sound healing, there's so many different tools. Reiki, sorry, not Reiki, crystal singing bowls is just one of them. I think a more appropriate term would be vibrational healing. Okay. Sound is simply frequencies and vibrations that yes. are audible, mm. right? And it moves through your system really quickly because we are 70% water thereabouts, right? So yes. it moves real quick through yes. your body. Yeah. And our system has this innate wisdom and intelligence on healing itself. It knows how to heal itself and is constantly, every second, trying to come more into balance. So whatever you give it, Supports that process. Mm. So crystal singing bowls is just one of many sound healing tools, and really we're talking about the science of sound. It affects your body on a cellular level. Because as I was saying, it moves through a system quite quickly. And it also affects the brain waves. So, what happens is during a sound bath or even after, you notice you can feel a lot calmer, Yeah. the brain is a lot quieter, mm. often there are releases that happen in a session as well, so sometimes it's more emotional, sometimes it's very physical, so people could feel like the body jerks, yeah. uh, they could feel some tension coming up and then releasing. Essentially, it is whatever the system needs to do to come into balance, more right. to the balance in that moment. So that would be how I actually explain a session mm. um, and what it does.
0: Right. And in terms of like, does it always have to be in a group set? No, you mentioned that you also do it for private sessions oh, yeah. as well. Yes. And you incorporate it with your Reiki, but you also do group sessions. So you were talking about how it works with yoga and with Reiki mm. um, and and now you're offering it virtually So then when you're offering it Also virtually Does the effect slightly change Or is it just as I'm obviously assuming That it's just as powerful But then there is also An element when you're right Near those vibrations for And sure, For sure
1: Right? Yeah Um, I would say that Yes, it's definitely Like you said It's just as powerful But there is the element That, you know Being right next to the crystal balls And feeling the vibrations Against your body Or in the body Because is right in the room with you, that's not there. But in terms of how effective it is, it doesn't necessarily make it less effective. It makes the experience different, mm. if that makes sense.
2: Mm. So
1: for some people, that is something that they want to have, right? be right in front of the bowls and feel the bowls, you know, in physical proximity to you. And I also have a lot of feedback, which is the exact opposite that they say they prefer the virtual. Right. They, they do notice in terms of what they get out of the sessions, like how their body responds, how they feel a lot clearer after the session, and really, you know, a lot of it is an expansion of consciousness. Mm. They all experience that, and they find that being in their own space, in their own room, helps them open up a little bit more, because mm. they're a lot more comfortable. Mm. right and they find they don't really do that in in a group space there is some level of resistance that they didn't they may not be aware was there until they are able to do in their own space Mm. so there is an element that's missing but not it doesn't necessarily make it less powerful in fact for some of these participants it make it a lot more powerful simply because in a more comfortable place to be more open
0: Right. Yeah. So then they're less disturbed by their, maybe their own thoughts or their own resistance that's coming up and and therefore the powerful, yeah, the experience is just as powerful that way. And when you go to, I mean, we'll come to the expanding of consciousness because I'm really interested Mm -hmm. in understanding what that means, or at least, you know, for our listeners and viewers and what that is, but maybe just talk about the elements of like when someone walks into a samba, let's say someone has never gone to one, right? Okay. So there's an aspect of them regaining balance there's an aspect of healing there's an aspect of relaxing when they walk into it are they sitting are they lying down is there a particular way to be immersed in it can you walk it through to a complete newbie who's never ever experienced it and why they might want to consider if i haven't covered
1: the reason already i usually get people to lie down just by (laughs) default because when you are lying down for most people is when they are the most relaxed and the most open, right? Mm -hmm. And very often the soundbows can take people into really deep rest. So they Mm -hmm. fall into sleep Mm -hmm. and you don't even have to be awake for the sounds to do what it needs to do with your system. And because of that, I say, okay, so default, I have mats, lie down. But I also tell the participants, if you feel drawn to sit and meditate, do that so whatever that makes them the most comfortable i ask them to do because the way i see it is your openness makes a huge difference to the depth of the healing for that session and there are certain things that can be controlled when it comes to that openness and certain things that cannot some people just come in not as open some people come in completely open right mm. and then for some people sitting in meditation is the safe space where they feel really comfortable, really open. And for some people, they want to lie down and relax, you know. Mm. So I let them decide what's best for them. I even say if you feel a need to lie on the side at some point in the meditation, rather in the sound bath, do that. So listen nice. to what your body wants you to do. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I say to people who are new to a sound bath walking in. I say, mm. Well, Whatever is most comfortable with you, you can lie down, you can lie on the side, you can sit. If you need to move at some point during the session, please do that. Listen to your body. The body tells you.
0: Let's say you're lying down. Is your head towards the bowls or away from the balls? Does it make a difference? Some people like
1: it towards the bowls. Like the stronger, the better, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I love that. I want to be very near the bowls. And with some other people, it's a bit too much, mm. right? Because our sensitivity is also very different. So I let people who are very new, they come in. If I have a bit of time, like if they come a bit earlier, what I tend to do is, okay, come and sit next to the bows. I'm going to play the bows for a little bit. And you tell me, or rather you just feel into it. Do you want to be near them? Mm. Do you want to be a little bit further? And I let them decide. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Because
0: everyone's frequencies are slightly different of what Absolutely, they need. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So then what are the so as I said, like, obviously, there's some aspects of healing, relaxation, bringing into balance or centering. Why have people come to you for sound baths? Can you say some of the reasons that they've come or taken apart for this?
1: Oh, there's so many. Share all. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, how many we hours have time. Do we have? <laughs> we have
0: some time. It's a, share as many as you think are going to be helpful for, for people because mm. some people may just think, oh, this is meditation, this is relaxing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But there are so many other reasons out there. So I'd love to know what other reasons some of your clients come to you for.
1: Well, really, like you said, you know, sometimes it's just... I'm really stressed and I'm just looking for any avenue that can help me feel less stressed. It could be as simple as that, especially this year, right? (laughs) There's so much going on. It's been really interesting and everybody's trying to navigate with their way, you know, with so much going on, trying to figure out what to do next, trying to figure out the next step. It can be quite stressful and bring up anxiety for a lot of people. So, yes, so it could be that for mental Well-being, you know, I'm really stressed out. I want something to just help calm me down. It could also be, you know, some people experience a lot of pain, you know, physical pain, and they're wondering if the sound baths can help alleviate the pain. And it may, but I also have a different conversation with them because in healing, sometimes you the pain may escalate first before it gets better. So that's really the process of healing, right? Yes, So I have a conversation with them as well And for some people, they're just curious So what is this whole sound healing? Why is everybody talking about it? What does it do? I'm just sitting here listening to music, you know So there's also people who are curious Then there are the people who are already on this journey of finding modalities that work with them as they're doing their own personal work as they are doing their, you know as they're really working on their own healing and personal transformation whatever that is for each individual and they want to see how sound can support that Mm. so really all kinds
0: yeah right i mean let's talk about maybe like the process of it so they come they come in and then, in terms of like, is there a? Are you playing a certain set of boards? Yes, I,
1: <laughs> I I get a question a lot. Like, do you know when to heat what?
0: Yeah. Are you are you doing it through intuition or are you playing it through a certain already set pattern of which balls to hit when and stuff like that? Is there a set
1: score, music score? Yeah, there actually isn't. So I do play by pure intuition and really just feeling into the energy of the space. So it is intuition and it's a connection of. The space of the room, so which, you know, different participants coming in changes that Mm. space as well. And then also, every single day, the energies are a bit different. Like right now, we just had a really powerful blue moon, right? Yeah. So Mm. times like that, also there's a whole other energy that's going on. I am tuning to it on a collective level. So as I'm in the room with people coming in, I'm tuning to the collective energy and what to play to if that makes sense yeah and my bows this is going to sound like what (laughs) to some people Mm. but i always feel like they are playing themselves and i my hands are the instrument Mm. so i can feel the vibrations even when i'm not hitting them Mm. That makes sense. So when Mm. my my bowls are there and I'm sitting quietly tuning to the energy and as I'm ready, I feel, and I know which bow wants me to hit it first. Right. And then I start to move. Mm.
0: Yeah. So it's very orchestrated, but it seems like the bowls are orchestrating it more and you're just facilitating that orchestration.
1: Exactly. So the bowls are facilitating it and the energy. So it's a very collective Mm. that's happening and I'm just tuning to that. And then I am necessary for the bow to play. <laughs> yeah. To <laughs> play themselves. My hands need to be there. So for me, it's really that. And I find that's really... It's what makes it so effective, if that makes sense. It's kind of like every group is different. Mm. And every day is different. Yeah. So every single session, I am tuning to a different energy. yeah. And the more open I can be with how the sound bath today needs to go, and me just listening to it, the more powerful the session will be. But this is just my own experience from playing the bowls for the past four years. Mm-hmm. And of course, there are many different ways, really, to facilitate sound healing. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. So, whatever resonates with the facilitator, one, and whatever resonates with the participants, too. Yeah. Is
0: there a certain material? So you say the bowls are made of crystals, right? Because yeah. that's why it's called crystal sound bath. Is there a reason, well, maybe what type of crystals
1: and why specifically these ones are being used? So the ones that I'm using, apart from one, which was a personal gift from a friend, the rest of them are all from crystal tones, and they are made of pure gemstones and quartz and precious metals like silver gold, platinum, and crystals themselves has energy. Mm. The way it works is the sound amplifies that healing energy of the crystals as well as the frequencies and the vibration of the sound itself. So there are multiple layers here. And my bowls, they are made from different gemstones. So there is ruby, There is rose quartz, there is citrine and platinum, quite a few, which I've acquired over the years. And individually, it does something for sure. So every individual bowl is connected to a chakra. Mm. But because I'm playing them as a group and a team, it's important and it's also not important because I am collectively, the energy changes. Mm right? So Mm. sometimes though during a session, one particular bowl is coming up a lot more during the session itself. So I may play it maybe like 40% of the time. So it might be say the throat chakra bowl. So possibly either the the particular energies of that day is around working with authenticity or it could be in the group. There are quite a number of people who are working with you know, living with more authenticity, standing more in the truth. And this is what I mean by I'm just feeling to the energy and playing because it's different every single time. Yeah. But the, the less my head gets into it, the better it is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So when you were talking about how people sometimes have for it to get worse before it gets better... Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Why is that? And what could that potentially be? Because obviously, if someone walks into a crystal singing they're just thinking, ah, well, not always, right? But the people maybe (laughs) walking in first time, they're going, oh, I'm just going to relax. And then they might encounter, for example, what type of symptoms and why does it happen? Mm. And why should it not deter them to go back?
1: So, what tends to happen in a session which can be uncomfortable, is when people have an emotional release, so people cry, mm. right? Yeah. And of, of course the mind goes, oh, why the heck am I crying, you know, I'm just lying here in a dark room of, of people, I don't, I don't get it. And I think a lot of us are very conditioned to repress what's not mm. pleasant. So an emotion, for instance, something happens and you're affected by it, or something happens and, you know, it makes you a little bit anxious. And for many people, the first instinctive response is, okay, let's, let's shove it down. But there is a need to process these emotions. There's a need for you to acknowledge it so you can either move beyond it or see what's causing the anxiety, for instance, because a lot of that is our belief systems that you know especially this time it's so important to look at how our belief systems are really holding us back right yeah with in this time of change yeah and also sometimes just for the emotion to move through your system Mm. so it can be released and when you are holding it back or you're resisting it that cannot happen
2: Mm.
1: and in a sound session there is this space is created for that to happen in a much gentler and obviously a safer space because you're being helped by mm. the energy of the bows i do talk about that prior to the session and i do say that remember your body right knows exactly what it needs to do and you have to trust that yeah the more you are able to trust and surrender to the process the more profound this session can be for you. So if you find yourself crying, know that that is good for you. It's a release. Mm. It's better mm. out than in. Really holding it yeah. in doesn't support you at all. Yeah. That very often just really help the participants feel more feel safer, I guess, mm. than the process. So I don't often get people who get stressed out about it after yeah. i would have usually covered it
0: is there yeah. any other symptoms that they may experience after they leave the
1: sound bath so i do also talk about the unfolding mm-hmm. right so obviously healing is a process yeah isn't it? so some of it happens in the session some of it happens after and i do say over the next few days make sure you drink a lot of water number one your body does want need a lot more water to stay hydrated when it's going through quite a number of shifts so for some people they might notice they're more aware there's an increase of awareness of their emotions of also how the body is feeling you know so many of us run on adrenaline (laughs) we Mm. don't really connect to the physical body very much so i say just notice what's happening to the body over the next few days. If you're a bit tired, know that that's your body telling you, you need yep. rest. If you're feeling emotions, just acknowledge it. So, cause we're resisting it then really persist and yep. nothing moves. Yep. And I say to just really understand that your body is trying to move more into alignment. And that process is very unique for every individual. Mm. Yes. And then I let them know, you know, if there's any questions, always reach out to me. And I get questions like, Oh, I'm feeling really tired. Is that normal? And then I always go, Yeah, that's absolutely normal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same every time. But you know, it they, they know that they can they can reach out to me if yes, you know, they're going through something that they're not quite understanding or it's a bit unusual for them. Mm. But yeah, but prior to them leaving in the Sambab, I do highlight that this is all normal.
0: Yeah yeah because and, and of course to people who are listening like you can also experience none of that like you can just oh, yeah. be totally chilled and it's all good exactly uh, and that's normal <laughs> too if you don't cry no one's gonna judge you going oh my god you did not release anything yes. no 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 <laughs> yeah.
1: so i do say do not anticipate yes, <laughs> a yes. and it's like oh let's look for something you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and then oh nothing's happening i'm just feeling really calm and really chill and i go so what's wrong with that <laughs> yes <laughs> exactly. And we go, oh, okay. So I guess that's okay. I said, yeah. So nothing needs to happen. You're feeling really calm and really peaceful and really relaxed. Great. Mm. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, celebrate that. <laughs> yes, exactly, right? Celebrate whichever way it is, whether you're releasing or you're not, where you're not literally releasing. It's both, yes. okay, it's both a celebration that way.
1: Yes, because sometimes the movement that happens in the sound, but at the quite subtle and you don't necessarily feel it in such an intense level that you don't need to. You really don't. So there are the people who think that healing needs to be really easy, Mm-hmm. And then there are the other people who think it's healing needs to be really difficult, yeah. But it doesn't have to be either extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be somewhere in the middle, really. And when you let go of how you see healing, yes, to be yes, mm-hmm. then that happens for you on a much organic level, right? Yeah. And you really are able to benefit from not just sound healing, anything that you bring in, Hmm. let go of how you want the process to look like. Yeah. Because you really don't know. You have no idea at all.
0: That's right. That's right. Because I think you talked about it as well. Like all of us come with our own belief systems of how everything should be. And also healing is part of that. Like we're thinking not, you know, not like everyone's thinking, but like some people may be thinking, oh my God, I'm going to have this big release or I'm going to have this big I emotion. <laughs> and I'm going to have this major revelation. Yes. It may not happen. And it's, you know, the more that we put that pressure on ourselves to have sometimes makes, unfortunately we don't take the full benefit of just being in the session and just being yeah. present with it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Can we just talk a little bit about, is there any limitations to the sound bath? And since like, Can everyone do it? Is it limited to ages? Is it, you know, pregnant women, all of that? Like, is there any limitations on who can go for a sound bath?
1: Mm, Well, I am with children. I'm a little bit more careful because they are so sensitive. It can feel like a lot. So for kids, so far, the youngest that I have, and this is really a, a number that's just uncomfortable with. Right. Mm-hmm. I have done a sound bath where there was eight or nine year old and that mm-hmm. felt okay. And then there was once where I had someone wanting to bring her five year old and I, okay, that's a little bit young. So I think that was that child, that brought. It was probably about nine or 10. So, you know, when you tell me the age of the child is, I get a sense. Anything under eight, mm-hmm. I'm really quite you know, I wouldn't mind doing it, just for that child, because then it would be done very differently, right? right? A lot gentler. But when it's a group session like this, right? Yeah. Then yes, I am. Yeah, maybe not under the age of nine, and in certain sessions, not under twelve. Hmm. So I'm feeling to how intense that session could Might
0: be. be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a good note for people who are considering if they should bring their children along the session. What about women who are pregnant? Is there any restrictions on that?
1: I actually have a lady who was pregnant and actually two of them who attended sound baths right through to end of the deliver. But I have to say that different practitioners does sessions differently. Right. So I cannot speak for all and how they actually do the sound baths because some of them might be too intense for pregnant ladies, but my sessions so far, I've had pregnant ladies come in and, you know, when they ask me, yeah, absolutely, you know, Mm. they can definitely support you.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then maybe if someone was looking for a sound bath, right, Mm. not just yours, but anywhere, what should they be looking at in terms of criteria? Maybe if there was a checklist of things that they should be, how would they select the, a good samba? It's very hard because obviously you have to—you can't—you haven't experienced it with yeah. the like, just so you wouldn't know. It is
1: really. Um, but the one thing that I want to first stress is if there is a fear mm-hmm. around it, like if you're worried or you're a bit fearful, then I actually tell the participants. But if you're feeling a little bit worried about it right and even if I'm telling you it's going to be okay and you're not sure and you're a little bit afraid don't come in feeling mm. afraid it doesn't make sense mm. so you must feel comfortable yep. with it first and foremost it has mm. to feel right so that's the first thing that they need to look at am I comfortable and that includes a few things am I comfortable with this sound healing too it could be a gong and Gong might feel too intense for some people, right? Am I comfortable with a practitioner? So this you can only gauge from either obviously, you know, sometimes some friend of yours has attended a session, it could be through a website, get a sense of that, and then make a decision. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So some people, I have heard certain crystal soundbounds that do feel a lot more intense.
2: Mm.
1: And that then could feel, you know, too much for mm. a lady who's pregnant. So the other thing that also suggests is if all feels right and yeah. you sign up and you go in and in the middle, you don't feel comfortable, step out. Yeah. So listen to that instinct and go, okay, mm-hmm. this is a bit too much.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm going to step out.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good point, because I think a lot of people, I know I'm that kind of person, lie then I'm like, I'm actually feeling very uncomfortable, but it might be very rude and disruptive if I start moving. So I'm just gonna lie here still. But no, that's a very good point that if you can listen to your body, and if you're not feeling comfortable, just please like just get up and go. And of course, if you're enjoying it, then enjoy it. But always listen to your body and definitely feel out the practitioner. Just in terms of like, is there anything that they shouldn't be doing after? after the session.
1: I tell people not to do too much work on the laptop and on the phone. So give your body some time to really integrate the sound bath instead of trying to jump head on back into work. Then the body doesn't have time to really settle, right? Yeah, The integration doesn't happen. Um, and then it just prolongs the process of healing if, if that makes sense. So for instance, if your system is processing a lot of emotions and mm. you're not giving yourself some time and space for that, and then it goes back to stuffing it back down so you can do some work. Yeah, right or if your mind is just starting to relax, you're, and you're starting to come down already and be in a quiet space, but you don't give yourself permission to be with that for a while, you jump straight into work, then that's kind of a shame, really. Yeah. Yeah. So I do say that, and like I said, you know, with every session, you do want to give some time and space for the integration to happen. So when you are, you know, doing a project at 10 p.m., two hours after the this, that's not happening.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you also might feel a little bit spacey as well. So you might not necessarily, you'd be putting so much pressure on your senses and in your, on your head just to be doing something that much focused as well, I would imagine.
1: Yeah, because after the session, it's quite possible to feel a little bit like hated almost mm. in a relaxed way, not in a... Yeah. Way, but you know, that doesn't help when you are trying to focus on putting a slide together. And then it does put even more stress on the system, like you said. So that defeats the purpose of going to the sound bath in the first place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like running like a marathon, then, you know, lying down for like 10 minutes and then running a sprint right after. It makes no sense. Your body's just going to go,
1: What are you doing? (laughs) exactly what are you doing i told you you trying to help me coming back into a place of more equilibrium i don't feel very balanced right now oh, yeah like that yes so yes. yes doesn't make any sense
0: yeah okay i mean so then just out of curiosity elaine so you're uh, you're offering obviously this in uh, physical locations like triumph fitness Are you offering it, you know, in other locations and where are
1: you offering it? So right now, the two physical locations are One Heart and Triumph Fitness and then my virtual soundbounds are going to be twice a month until at least the end of this year and I'm going to feel into what I want to do next year when the government opens up a little bit. So it will be a balance. Hmm. So people have options because what a feedback that I got from participants is even when the physical sound baths you know the in-person cell baths are back they want to have an option where they can go on a virtual sound bath because it's also nice not to have to rush to another location yep. that's one and it's also nice if we do it in you know the the space of their bedroom where they feel very comfortable and they can be more open so i will probably be offering both
0: and will you be also offering it as a person like a private sessions as well virtual oh. and in person
1: For sure. So uh, the private sessions have been ongoing ever since I started offering Soundbabs. So people can also book that in as well. So private sessions can be one-on-one or more often I get like private group. So they Hmm. bring together family members. And right now, of course, it's limited to five. (laughs) Yeah. So they can bring in a group of up to five people and then the bows play for this group specifically
0: nice okay so we'll be providing Elaine's, you know contact details and all the booking details down in the show notes below and I think just to wrap up this conversation I did want to talk a little bit about the expansion of consciousness but I'm just so not so sure what okay no let's just go there let's just go there before we wrap up but what do you mean that it's when when someone's going for these kind of crystal sound bath that it's expanding of their consciousness what does that mean to
1: you I think we hold on to a lot you know how we were talking about belief systems and yeah. how conditioning, and we hold on to that a lot simply because it's what self does for a while, right? And when we are in a crystal singing bowl sound bath, and there is this dropping, if that makes sense, of everything that you've been hanging on to prior to the sound bath, there is an opportunity and potential to see beyond what you have known to be helpful, Mm. Uh, that's one. So, for instance, people start to see how, oh, I have all of these fears. And in this moment, it's not supporting me because this is something that is not real and it's only real in my head, right? Mm. There is also this, like, during this period of COVID, it is... Oh, like it's a very interesting time, yeah. but it is also a time where people are experiencing gratitude in a whole different way. So when you drop all of that, right, the limiting beliefs, the stress, you connect to just the stillness that is within all of us. We often talk about trying to find peace. Yes. Yes. But really, the peace is right there. It's not us trying to look for it. It's taking a look at what's taking us away from it. Mm. And when you can see, when there's the expansion of consciousness, there is gratitude for all that we are and all that we have. Mm. And you look at everything from a whole different lens, whole different perspective. Yeah. The fear drops. Gratitude comes up. The idea of hanging on to pretty much everything, you know, people, relationships, belief systems. You start to really question that and go, why am I holding on to this? That for me is an expansion of consciousness. Mm. Yeah. And you can only do that in a space where you're more in alignment. Yes and more centered, which is Mm. what the sound baths can take you to. Mm. But there has also to be a willingness, of course, to walk that journey, right? And that is very individual, and it's really, everybody has a different time. I absolutely believe that. And I feel like whatever you get out of the sound baths, whether it is something as simple as my body is, taking the time to rest, some people really just sleep throughout the entire time and they can't usually do that on their own. Or it could be this revelation that, oh, wow, I am really hanging on to so much, wow, this fear that, you know, things are not going to change is really keeping me in a very contracted space because everything right now is unknown. Yeah. And you can see it two ways. One is it's unknown, it's really scary. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's all going to be bad. Or it could be it's unknown and there are about 101 possibilities. Yeah. Which is really liberating. Mm. Indeed. Yeah. So I think this time especially, I have seen a lot of people really seeing things beyond what they would have
0: pre-COVID.
1: Yeah. For sure. Mm. Yeah, and I think the absolutely support that.
0: Yeah, I wholeheartedly would agree. It's a very unique opportunity to also use a session like that to also unfold the learnings that is happening for that
1: individual at this present Mm -hmm. time. Oh, yeah. During this time, so many people are going through quite a bit of pain and stress. Right. And like you say, it's a unique opportunity to see how you can do things differently, because you could choose to stay in the pain of things not happening the way you know it and you want it. Or you could ask yourself a different question, which is, okay, so what do I have right now and what's working for me right now? how can I then take it down a different direction and explore something that I haven't had before simply because I was so comfortable, I didn't need to go there, but now I can. Hmm. And it's, it's like how you see companies are all going digital. Yeah. So many of them wouldn't have. And this is helping the company expand in a different way that you, know, you wouldn't usually have... The companies usually wouldn't have gone down that route. And it's the same for each of us as individual. that I wouldn't have gone virtual sound baths mm. if not for COVID. And I'm seeing how, why wouldn't I do that? You know, and my whole idea of maybe it wouldn't work as well was absolutely all in my head because I know for a fact that sound is sound, right? So it is a huge opportunity for us to see our resistance. Mm. And learn and grow from that. Yeah. And overcome our limitations as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, mm. yeah. I'm hoping that with the sound baths that I hold, it gives people the space to do exactly that. Yeah. So to do that personal work, to really take a look at, you know, like I said, the limitations that we were talking about that, you know, often there's so many limitations and just moving beyond them. Because with every modality, you can choose to either have it as a band-aid. Mm. So you feel better and nice and good, or you could choose to go deeper with it. Mm. And that's a personal choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much, Elaine. I mean, I think you answered the last question anyway, so I didn't really have to ask it. But yes, thank you. I think that was really beautiful that, yeah, I it's a huge, huge opportunity for for people to to expand a little bit more and unfold where belief system and holding them back and they can sort of push past it and see their true potentials sort of unfold that way. So I'm very very glad that you have brought it to virtual. I mean especially for for moms like me, right? Like you know, you were talking about like the next sessions on Friday at 7:30. I will definitely try, but 7:30 is exactly when my kid is going to sleep, right? So <laughs>
1: <laughs> the good thing about the virtual soundbox as well is I actually about 50% or more than 50% of my of the participants are going for the recording. Yeah. So that gives them the flexibility to use it in a window of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So for busy moms like yourself, that really is very helpful. They go, oh, gosh, I don't have to try and rush to a place at one time and I can do this in a time that works for me. Mm-hmm. And so in the time where I was only offering in-person sound baths, they didn't have the opportunity to do that. Yes. So, Hopefully you can come on and use the recording. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: No, I, I will definitely do that. Now that I know that it also has the recording as well. That's also so, so beneficial because I think that's so important that when, because obviously when we're so tied up with family, with work, with business and trying to make things happen, we're missing times, right? They'll be like, oh, we're doing it at this time. And I'm like, that's when we're doing this. that's when i'm doing school pickup you know or this is what i'm doing with clients and it's only so few times of the day and it's not like everyone because let's also put this thing no one's doing a lot of spiritual sort of work or not spiritual i shouldn't call this just a spiritual but no one's doing these kind of sessions late at night because it could potentially affect your sleep if you're doing something so close to bedtime. So obviously these sessions are not available at like, you know, 10, <laughs> 9 p.m. Yeah. When, well,
1: that's a yeah. good thing about the recording as well. Because like you're saying, you know, some people, they go if after a session, they're so awake, right? Yeah. They can actually use these recordings to lead them into sleep. And then you don't have to wake up and leave the studio. They can just sleep all the way into morning. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, so yes, yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So it's very, it's super convenient. I'm actually kind of, I think that's the, one of the beautiful things about COVID is that it's really opened up and even though it's separated us a lot because it's put all of us back into our houses, it's actually connected us a lot
1: more in more ways than one. Yes, I think the connection has been definitely a lot deeper for people. I mean, the things you hear, like I've never... Sat with my family in front of Zoom, you know, for two hours, just eating dinner together and having conversations, it would have been so bizarre. And now we are doing it and feels we are treasuring, cherishing that a lot more because we cannot be with each other physically. Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of connection is really beautiful, honestly. Mm, Yeah. When we're talking about gratitude, right? Mm. It's bringing people together in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Elaine, for sharing all about Crystal sound Soundbats. And I am going to share all the details down in the show notes below. Thank you for all listeners. I'm so glad that the video held up. <laughs> so we'll have
1: <laughs> both. We were worried about Mercury Retrogate coming in. <laughs> wiping <Yes>. it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. And look at that. It was meant to be that the video would hold up. So thank you so much to all our viewers yeah. and our listeners on the audio episodes as well. And yeah, and see you in the next episode.